This is Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Ciao, Quinn. Ciao. We just got back a few days ago from a trip of a lifetime. It was amazing. Where did we get to go, Quinn? Italy. Dan, Quinn, Ren, and I went to visit our family that we've referred to in Italy. It was the best trip I've ever been in my life. Poor Brooksy didn't get to come along. But he had fun. He had fun with both sets of grandmas and grandpas. Yes, that is true. But we went to Italy for, well, our trip total was nine days, but we were in Italy about seven, you know, between traveling and all that. But it was incredible. It was, it was so good. It was amazing. You want to give him like a Cliff's Notes version of where we all went? Uh, so our cousins live in Ferrara. So we went to Ferrara first. And then we went to Florence the next day. Slept at Florence. Went to Pisa. Pisa. And saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which was remarkable. We went back to Ferrara. Then we went to... We stayed in Ferrara a couple days. Yeah. Then we then went we to a to, different town what, and went to a hot Verona, spring. Verona. That was oh. the next day. We went to the hot spring in a different town first. Then the next day we went to Verona. Verona. And then Venice. And then Venice. And then we had to leave. And then we came back to Iowa. And now we're jet lagged. I'm finally after, I don't know, we got back three days ago. I'm finally today feeling back to normal. I had heard that jet lag was worse on the trip there, that it would be harder on the front end of the trip. Really, I did. We did fine when we got there. As soon as I got there, I adjusted immediately. I I didn't. I wasn't tired. I wasn't anything. I just immediately adjusted. Like my body is a clock. But then on the way home, I have felt not great until today. <laughs> four days finally. So, but it was so good. We're so just grateful that we got to go, and we feel so blessed that we had such a great trip. So thank you to our Italian family who translated for us and tour guided us. And that was awesome. So it was very good. But now we're back to do some trivia. So would you like to hear the joke this week? Yes, please. First joke comes from Jocelyn. Thanks, Jocelyn. What song should you sing on a fishing trip? No idea. Something catchy. <laughs> Great joke. Ha. Great joke. I love that. And the second question, nope, second joke, joke, comes from Molly and Sam. Thanks, guys. Why should you take a ruler to bed? In case you get taller. To find out how long you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work, but it ha. is funny. It is very funny. Ready for some trivia? Yep. Sure am. Let's do it. Do it. Here's how the show works. Trivia for Kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? 
Let's get started. Round number one. The category is sweet treats. Question one. This question comes from listeners Jocelyn, Noah, and Mila. Thank you. According to legend, the Roman Emperor Nero sent his slaves to collect snow and ice from mountains in order to make an early version of which dessert? Question two. Which two candy bars used to be advertised with the slogan, Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Question three. Which dessert is made from layers of jelly, sponge, fruit, custard, and cream? Question four. Despite its appearance, this cake is most often actually chocolate in flavor. The color nowadays nearly always comes from food coloring, but beets have also been used to give this classic dessert its signature color. What is this cake, commonly covered in cream cheese frosting? Question five. What is usually the main ingredient of a cheesecake? Question six. What is a small domed cake or quick bread made from batter or dough? Question seven. What is the dessert that shares its name with a popular 1980s cartoon character? And now the answers to round one. Are you ready, Quinn? Sure am. I guess we didn't even say who we were. So Quinn and Casey. Quinn and Casey. Here we are. Yep. Question number one. According to legend, the Roman Emperor Nero sent his slaves to collect snow and ice from mountains in order to make an early version of which dessert? Ice cream? Ice cream is the answer! Yeah! Nero's version, which consisted of ice topped with fruit, was more like a modern-day snow cone. Oh, but that still sounds really good. But it was the start of ice cream. So thank you, Nero. Roman Emperor Nero. Question two. Which two candy bars used to be advertised with the slogan, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't? You feel like a nut? Nut, N-U-T. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond Joy. Two candy bars. Almond Joy is one of them. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, no idea. <laughs> Almond Joy and Mounds. They both have the same slogan. So basically, an Almond Joy is, or a Mounds is like an Almond Joy without the nut. 
Amounts has dark chocolate and the coconut, and Almond Joy has milk chocolate with almond on top. So sometimes you feel like a nut, have an Almond Joy. Sometimes, sometimes you, you don't, don't, have a Mounds. Did oh. I just blow your mind? Yeah. I am dumbfounded. <laughs> Question three, which dessert is made from layers of jelly, sponge, fruit, custard, and cream? And it's usually in like a tall glass bowl so you can see all the layers. And it's on like a pedestal. Oh, I feel like I know this. I want to say jello, but I know that's not. It's called a trifle. Oh, yeah. I know what a trifle is. Yep. Question four. Despite its appearance, this cake is most often actually chocolate in flavor. The color nowadays nearly always comes from food coloring. But beets have also been used to give this classic dessert its signature color. What is this cake commonly covered in cream cheese frosting? You just beets? Let me let me get let one second. Is it a red velvet cake? Red velvet cake. Yeah. One of my favorites. I love a cream cheese frosting. <laughs> oh man. Cream cheese frosting is the best. Like on a carrot cake or a red velvet cake. Oh. I don't like either of the cakes, but I'm not a cake person. You're not. You're not a big dessert person. No. Question five. What is usually the main ingredient of a cheesecake? Cheese. I'm just kidding. It's cream cheese. Cream cheese. I love cream cheese. <laughs> and cream cheese frosting, which has cream cheese in it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Question six. What is a small domed cake or quick bread made from batter or dough? I'm not sure. A muffin. I don't eat muffins, so I don't know much about the history. <laughs> what is your, if you were to eat a muffin, which flavor would you choose? Banana. Banana muffin? Yeah. I would take like, I would choose a blueberry muffin with like a crackling type like topping with you know what I mean? Sometimes they have those toppings with the, yeah. with the I don't know what it's called, but it's like clumpy, buttery, sugary deliciousness on the top. Give give me all that. You should see my mom right now. She always talks with her hands. So oh. she's like, she's like making sprinkle motions with her hands right now. I, I do. I talk with my hands all the time. Question seven. What is the dessert that shares its name with a popular 1980s spoon character? SpongeBob SquarePants. I'll give you a hint. Your grandma still has the dolls from your Aunt Stacy and Aunt Wendy. Cabbage baskets? Strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. Uh, yeah. You know I need that. Do you know those dolls? Yeah. And they smell. They had a scent Good. and they still smell like strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Even after, from the 1980s, they still have a scent. It's crazy. So strawberry shortcake is the answer. Round number two. The category is arthropods. This category idea comes from Thaddeus. Thank you. So arthropods are invertebrate animals with an exoskeleton, a segmented body, and paired jointed appendages. Examples would be crustaceans, insects, arachnids, scorpions, etc. Question one. True or false? Spiders are insects. Question two. 
What is it called where all arthropods get rid of their exoskeletons to allow for change or growth? Question three. What arthropod has two pairs of short legs on each body segment, a rounded body, a hard external skeleton, and can have over 1,000 legs? Question four. What is a group of butterflies called? Question five, how many legs do insects have? Question six, where are a lobster's teeth located? Question seven, what is the only insect that can rotate its head 180 degrees, allowing it to look completely behind itself? Round two answers. Quinn, did you know what an arthropod was? Sounds like Arthur's AirPods. Hmm, I guess it kind of does. I didn't know what, and I didn't know that these things were called arthropods too. So learn something new today. Yep. Question one, Quinn. True or false? Spiders are insects. False. They're arachnids. That's true. I mean, it's true that it's false. They're <laughs> arachnids. <laughs> Sorry. It's true that it's false. That was confusing. Question two. What is it called where all arthropods get rid of their exoskeletons to allow for change or growth? Is it like shedding skin or exo... Molting! Oh, duh! Arthropods try to molt in a safe environment because they are very vulnerable once they shed their exoskeleton. See? Shedding. That's true. I told you. <laughs> Because arthropods are so vulnerable during the molting process, it is estimated that approximately 80 to 90% of them are consumed by a predator during this stage. Terrifying. Oh. That's it's scary. Like, it's like if you're going to if you're going to shed your skin, you're getting ri you're risking yourself yeah. too. It's like if you're a knight in a war and you take off your armor to get some new armor and then somebody Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> That was a good I got, comparison. I got gruesome real fast. <laughs> Question three. What arthropod has two pairs of short legs on each body segment, a rounded body, a hard external skeleton, and can have over 1,000 legs? I know it's either a millipede or a centipede, but I do not know which one. Take a guess. The millipede. It's a millipede. Yay! It was previously thought that the most legs a millipede could have was around 750. But in 2021, an underground female millipede in Australia was found with 1,306 legs. 
1,306 legs. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my word. So I did. I was with you. Millipedes and centipedes, I don't really know the difference. So One of them bites. Oh, but centipedes have only one pair of legs on each body segment where millipedes have two. These are easily spotted, sticking out from their flattened bodies. So millipedes have a rounded body. Centipedes have a flattened body. They have an odd number of pairs of legs. The last pair trails behind the body. So we have, so now that I've read that, we have centipedes where we live because we find them on the driveway. They're kind of flatter. We find oh, them like in our garage. Maybe they do. I don't know. I didn't look that up. Question four. What are a group of butterflies called? A monarchy. Oh my word. That's such a great guess. <laughs> that's not the answer, but that was a really good guess. The answer is way cuter than that. It's a flutter. So cute. A monarchy. That's a great guess. (laughs) Question five. How many legs do insects have? Six. Correct. Question six. Where are a lobster's teeth located? On its belly. In its stomach. You're right. The stomach is located a very short distance from the mouth. And the food is actually chewed in the stomach between three grinding surfaces that look like molar surfaces called the gastric mill. Oh. Cool. Cool. Question seven. What is the only insect that can rotate its head 180 degrees, allowing it to look completely behind itself? An ant. No idea. <laughs> a praying mantis. Oh, I knew this. Oh, why didn't I guess that? Praying mantises are cool. Yeah. I think one cool thing, I, I remember correctly, doesn't the female praying mantis, like, kill the male after they mate? <clears throat> yeah. So, I have a story about this. <clears throat> so, I was going to say that, but I was wondering if it would be too dark. The female praying mantis and the male praying mantis get together and the female praying mantis bites off the male's head. Oh my. So. Wow. Yeah. Round number three. The category is animation. Question one. This question comes from Hudson. Thanks, Hudson. Anime is hand drawn and computer generated animation originating from what country? Question two. Puss in Boots is a spinoff of what animated movie? Question three. This question comes from listener Jonah and listener Winston. Thanks, boys. Which Pokemon has electricity storing pouches on its cheeks? Question four. Who trains the Furious Five in Kung Fu Panda? Question five. 
How many Dragon Balls are there in Dragon Ball Z? Question six. This question comes from listener Volley. Thank you. What are the names of the three children in the TV show The Simpsons? Question seven. What kind of dinosaur is Littlefoot in the movie The Land Before Time? And now the answers to round number three. Question one. Anime is a hand-drawn, computer-generated animation originating from what country? Japan. Japan is the answer. So um, when I got this email from Hudson's family, apparently he loves anime. Loves it. But I also have to mention his brothers, Parker and Maddox, who are also listeners of the show. So thanks to all three of you for the email. Question two. Puss in Boots is a spinoff of what animated movie? Shrek. Shrek. Did you know what a spinoff was? Like, is it kind of like Wicked and The Wizard of Oz kind of thing? That's Wicked is a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Oh, a spinoff so, is something. So it's telling, it's telling the story about one of not the main characters. Right. So a spinoff is like if there's a side character of a movie or a show, and then all of a sudden they make a show about that side character, that's a spinoff. Question three. Which Pokemon has electricity-storing pouches on its cheeks? Pikachu? Pikachu is the answer. Do you think that those, you know how Pikachu has those little red dots on its yeah. cheeks? Do you think that those are the energy or electricity storing things? I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure. You do not have the Pokemon experts I do not. with you today. I do not. Ren is in the house. Question four. Who trains the Furious Five in Kung Fu Panda? I'm going to say, like, Master Wu or... Master Shifu. Oh! Master Shifu. Tiny little... Is he like a red panda or a no, raccoon? he's not red. He, he's like a... Ra- kind of like a... Like a little... Fox? Shrew. <laughs> I don't know what he is. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Question five. How many Dragon Balls are there in Dragon Ball Z? 5,365. There are seven. Oh, I was close. You have to collect all seven Dragon Balls and summon Shenron in Dragon Ball Z. Huh. Question six. What are the names of the three children in the TV show, The Simpsons? Lisa, Bart, and do not tell me. I want to say it's like Harriet or... Harriet. Lisa, Bart, and Maggie. Oh, my word. You've just told me this recently and I still forgot. The Simpsons have been on television for 33 years and the kids have never aged. That's crazy. So, listener Volley that um, sent us this category idea is from 
Wait for it. New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Did you know that people from New Zealand are called Kiwis? Seriously? Isn't that cool? That's awesome. So, thank you to everybody in New Zealand. All you Kiwis. That's so cool. Question seven. What kind of dinosaur is Littlefoot in the land before time? Velociraptor. He's a brontosaurus. Have, you've never seen this movie? Oh, it's so sad. It's one of those, like, Fox and the Hound ones where it's just sad. What happens? Well, the volcano comes and kills all their parents. And so then the movie is about these three baby dinosaurs that have to, like, make it in the world. Oh. Yeah, right? They're adorable. Petrie and Sarah, who's a triceratops, and Littlefoot, who's a brontosaurus. Aww. Very heartwarming. Very sad. Round four. The category is Europe. Thank you to listener Matthew for this category idea. Thanks, Matthew. Question one. True or false? Kazakhstan is part of Europe. Question two. Within five, how many countries are there in Europe? Question three. Russia is the biggest country in Europe, but what is the second biggest? Question four. Vienna is the capital of which European country? Question five. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is located in what European country? Question six. If you are from Germany, you are known as German. But if you are from Finland, what are you known as? Question seven. Fjords are found in which European country? Round four answers. So it was ironic that Matthew had sent in this category idea about Europe. And we just got back from Europe. So perfect timing. Perfect timing. Question one, true or false? Kazakhstan is part of Europe. No. It's true, but it's a bit of a trick question. 15% of the territory of Kazakhstan is in Europe and 80% of the territory is in Asia. So technically, it's in Asia, but part of it is in Europe. But I I was more true. Yeah, it's kind still of. part of it though. Kind of. There are quite this was I there were quite a few countries that are both like Turkey, they kind of consider it Eurasia cuz part of Turkey is in Europe and part of it's in Asia just like Kazakhstan. Ooh. It's like Russia, part of it's in Europe, part of it's in Asia. Completely off subject. When you said Kazakhstan? Mhm. It sounded like Comic-Con, so my brain went crazy. (laughs) Okay. Question two. Within five, 
How many countries are there in Europe? So when I say within five, if the answer is 10 and you say 12, that's within five. Or if you say 15. So you get it right if you're within five. 17. There are 44 countries in Europe today, according to the United Nations. I'm not a geography guy, okay? 44? I, 44 is more than I would have thought. Like, you can think of the main ones, like, you know, France and Spain and Portugal, Germany. I can't. The UK. I'm not a geography guy. <laughs> but there are some really small ones, like Albania, Slovenia, you know, some of those that you don't even think about. Turkey. Turkey. Question three. Russia is the biggest country in Europe, but what is the second biggest? France. It's a good guess. The answer is Ukraine. France is a big one, though. But you, Ukraine? Yeah. I thought Ukraine was tiny, tiny, tiny. No, it is not. Question four. Vienna is the capital of which European country? Austria. Austria. Good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> that's that's for all you dumb and dumber fans out there. The joke is he's this he's talking to this girl trying to impress her and she says she's from Austria and then he says Austria. Good day, mate. And that's Australia. So he looks silly even though he's trying to impress her. Huh. Question 5. If you were listening to the intro, you'll get this right. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is located in which European country? Italia. It's in Italy. So I will tell you, I didn't know what to expect when I saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa. For whatever reason, I kind of thought it would be like a dirty building that, I agree. that tipped I agree. to the side. Like I, I had very low expectations. And it completely exceeded. Pisa is beautiful. The Leaning Tower is like white marble. And then there's a huge cathedral next to it. Like, it was beautiful. Totally exceeded it's my expectations. Amazing. We'll put a picture of our of Pisa on our uh, social media. Question six. If you are from Germany, you are known as German. But if you are from Finland, what are you known as? I don't know. Finnish. So if you're from Finland, you are Finnish. People of Denmark are known as Danish. Well, I knew Danish. I yep. did not know Finnish. There you go. Question seven. Fjords are found in which European country? Denmark. Norway. So a fjord is a long, narrow inlet with steep sides or cliffs created by a glacier. 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 And I think fjords are beautiful. I think Norway's beautiful. I would go everywhere in Europe. Ugh. <laughs> Round five. The category is musical instruments. This category idea comes from listener Manus. Thank you. Question one. Which musical instrument has a double reed? Question two. What instrument is commonly made out of a silver-colored metal and is played by blowing across, not into, the mouthpiece? Question three. Associated with bluegrass, folk, and country music, 
This instrument is typically fitted with four or five strings, but there are other models that use as many as six. Question four. This instrument is associated with a band's rhythm section. It is also heavily used in certain cultures to strengthen their men in war or to provide a beat for dance. What is it? Question five. There are 52 white keys on a piano, but how many black keys does it have? Question six. Unique musical artist Weird Al Yankovic is most famously known for playing what instrument? Question seven. What brass instrument uses a slide, not valves, in order to change the pitch? Round five answers. Question one, which musical instrument has a double reed? A bassoon, uh, a oboe, I don't know. Yeah, a bassoon or an oboe. Good Wait, job. Seriously? Yeah, you got them both. What? Good job. The double reed is made from two pieces of cut cane, which is why it is called a double reed. They are strapped to a metal pipe face to face by a string. The cork portion attached around the metal pipe fits into the upper joint socket. That's a lot of words. Take that, CB. I don't know what that means. That's my friend. Oh, Claire Bear, who plays the oboe. Who plays the oboe, yes. I, when I was in school, I played the trumpet, and I was so jealous of people with reeded instruments because they got to walk around and suck on the reed before they could play it because you need the reed to be, like, kind of soft and damp. You don't do that with a trumpet. Or a flute. Or a flute, which you play. And so I was always so jealous because I didn't have a reed to suck on. So my teacher said that kids back then when it was cool had flavored reeds. And there was like blue raspberry and they'd have it and it would dye their mouths and their teeth and the and it got banned. So that's interesting. So yeah. And oboe has double reeds, so I would be double the jealous of oboe. For <laughs> they have to soak for like 30 minutes before <laughs> playing. Question two. What instrument is commonly made out of a silver-colored metal and is played by blowing across, not into, the mouthpiece? It is my calling. It's the flute! <laughs> it is my calling. It is the <laughs> flute, which Quinn plays. Question three. Associated with bluegrass, folk, and country music, this instrument is typically fitted with four or five strings, but there are other models that use as many as six. It's the banjo. I you might as like well banjo. I might as well be a mouth banjo band for how good <laughs> for how good that was. <laughs> 
Question four. This instrument is associated with a band's rhythm section. It's also heavily used in certain cultures to strengthen their men in war or to provide a beat for dance. What is it? Percussion? Drums? Drums. Drums. When I think of that men in war, you know, like people, when they would go into the battlefield, there was somebody who was the drummer. Yeah. How do you, I wouldn't want that job. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a war at all, but the dude had no weapon or anything, just the drums. Like, what if a guy came up to you and you were just like, all I have is these drumsticks. (laughs) You play on their heads. Right. Don't hurt me. I'm just the drummer. Question five. There are 52 white keys on a piano, but how many black keys does it have? If you knew the total number of keys, you could do some quick math and get the answer. On a keyboard or on a piano? On a regular standard piano. There are how many keys? I'm not going to tell you. That'll give you the answer. Okay, then I'm going to guess 42. There are 52 white keys. There are 36 black keys. I was close. So if you knew that there were 88 keys total, quick math would have told you the answer was 36. You should have just told me, Mom. You should have already known it. That's been a question on this podcast before. It has, but it was like the sixth episode. Question six. Unique musical artist Weird Al Yankovic is most famously known for playing what instrument? The accordion. So I put this question on here because I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden Quinn and Wren are obsessed with Weird Al music. So Weird Al is a guy who has a funny voice and he he makes up new words to a song that already exists. And he makes spoofs, they're called. My friend and me had a play date or we were just hanging out and we went upstairs and our parents were watching uh, Weird Al, the Al Yankovic story. Um, <laughs> and so we heard, ooh, my little hungry one, hungry one. And me and Amaya just burst out laughing. My bologna. Oh my word. So anyway, yes, Quinn is a big Weird Al fan. Question seven. What brass instrument uses a slide, not valves, in order to change the pitch? The trombone. The trombone. My dad played the trombone. He did. And now it's time for the final exam. Now remember... You've heard these questions in the previous rounds, but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one, which dessert is made from layers of jelly, sponge, fruit, custard, and cream? A trifle. Question two, what is it called where all arthropods get rid of their exoskeletons to allow for change or growth? Molting. Question three, anime is hand-drawn and computer-generated animation originating from what country? Japan. Question four. How many countries are in Europe? Forty-four. Question five. 
Which musical instrument has a double reed? The oboe or the bassoon? Question six. Where are a lobster's teeth located? In its stomach. Question seven. What is the second biggest country in Europe? Ukraine. Well, that's it. That was the questions. Yep. What did you think? Did you learn something new this week? I learned a lot of some things new. I learned a lot about Europe. I learned a lot about arthropods. Oh yeah, that too. You're, you're yawning quite a bit. Are you still jet lagged, my dear? No. You even slept in a little bit this, this morning. morning. That's good. You needed your rest. Okay, so I decided we're gonna add a little something new to the ends of the podcast. So for a conversation starter between moms and dads and friends and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and kids, we're going to do a conversation starter to have something more to talk about. So this week it is, if you could be anywhere right now, where would you be and what would you be doing? Think about it. Thanks for listening. Italy family. Bye. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. And if you have a question idea or even an entire category, please email us at trivia for kids podcast at gmail.com.